glad that you're here listening to this episode. This was a really fun one for me to record and a bit of a different one because I didn't really go into a topic and like tell you what to do about it. I more spoke to someone who I think is really great and I think that her ethos and how she works with people could potentially really help you on your journey too. So I spoke to Lucy, she is a registered mental health nurse and she's also an eating disorder recovery coach and we spoke about all things ED recovery coaching and just recovery in general and I wasn't super surprised because I feel like I really aligned with Lucy's work before we spoke on today's podcast but I was really like super happy to learn that actually she has a really similar style of work and a really similar mindset towards disordered eating that I do and you might think that my mindset and my views and how I talk about eating disorders and disordered eating is the norm. I wouldn't really say it is actually the norm, Um, not that I'm some sort of rebel or like revolutionary or anything, but I would say that the way I talk about disordered eating is a little bit different from your like general professional. And Lucy also has the same thoughts and views um, in the sense that we aren't really seeing eating disorders and disordered eating as something to battle against. We're more seeing it as a something that comes up from other like kind of problems. So hope that that makes sense. And if it doesn't, you'll hear about what we think about it in the episode. The outline of the episode was we had an intro to Lucy, as we always do for our guests. We then spoke about recovery coaching. We spoke about recovery. We spoke about common uh, troubles that people might have. And then we spoke about Lucy's approach to recovery coaching and how she helps her clients. And this was really nice to hear because she kind of did a big part of my job for me, which is explaining also how I work. Um, So how Lucy describes it, she works, which is very person-centered, very like orientated to the here and now and what you need from support. That's also how I work. So big shout out to Lucy for helping me with my marketing too. Um, I really enjoyed this episode and I really liked chatting to Lucy. So I hope that that comes through in the episode. And if you want to work with Lucy, her details are in the show notes. And let's get into the episode. You're going to hear it now. Hi Lucy. Hi. How are you today? I'm all right, thank you. Absolutely. I'm 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 wet and cold in in South Yorkshire, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so the reason I've invited Lucy on is because I've known about her I think for mm, probably a few months or so. And what I really like is that she's both a nurse and an eating disorder recovery coach. And I feel like that is a really special and really lovely uh, mix of skills. And so I wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about about her work, um, how it's maybe different from traditional support, and, and really just talk about some common things that her clients are struggling with. So that's why I've brought her on. And so I wonder, Lucy, can you just give us a bit of insight into who you are, um, it doesn't need to be all professional stuff. You could tell us, I don't know, like things you like to do in your spare time. Just give us a bit of an insight into who you are and, and what you do. 
yeah absolutely so so I'm Lucy of course and um yeah I am a registered mental health nurse um I have been qualified for coming up to four years now and I am also a eating disorder recovery coach and I became both of these things actually because of personal experience I had an eating disorder when I was diagnosed at 13 and had it for most of my teenage years and then in my 20s eventually recovered so I felt like I had to do something with this knowledge and experience that I went through um, and turn it into something positive so that is that is what I do now um I live in Doncaster in South Yorkshire which is which is nice but it's always raining like like I just said um and yeah I just live with my partner and our and our little dog Sebastian got a little miniature dash hound and I just love what I do now um absolutely I I, I felt that you know in, in terms of the support that's out there for eating disorders it's not um that th- there's there's not a lot of choice for people in terms of maybe nhs route and conventional um treatment so I, I yeah i wanted to kind of make my own and, and help people in the best way i absolutely could i love that and i love to hear about your little dog <laughs> just saying to my husband at the weekend we we're walking down the street and i said to him I said to him, Bill, I want to get a little sausage dog because how cute would that look? Like having a little tiny sausage dog walking down the street as we're, we had like coffee as we're like walking through this little park. I'm like, oh, that would be so, so nice. So I'm jealous. All I have is my um, cat and she obviously doesn't go outside. So (laughs) Well, that's that's sometimes a good thing actually because um yeah they they get so mucky um and yeah it's it's tough work having a little puppy I'm sure you know your listeners if they've if they've got a puppy they will know it's it's tough work you know they they look cute but mm-hmm. oh dear they're a lot of work. <laughs> well, I love to hear about your background and I wonder. Well, first I wanted to say it's really cool that you were very intentional with coming into this work. I often hear. And this isn't a bad thing. It's just like what I hear. Um, I often hear people saying, oh, like I fell into eating disorder work or, oh, I've never struggled with anything myself. And it was just kind of random that I got into it. And I just think it's really nice to just hear from people who have came into it. Like, I know this is my like purpose and this is how I want to work. I just really like that. And I think that some of the best professionals tend to be people with more lived experience um so I really like that yeah yeah I agree absolutely especially I think with eating disorders um you know yes yes you can learn about them absolutely and like like what you just said it's not that you can't help people if you've not been through it absolutely not but I think it helps in terms of the nitty-gritty stuff that people maybe don't understand if they haven't been through it I do think it helps yeah Mm, yeah Well, I wonder, can you tell us, for anyone who doesn't know, I guess, because I wasn't totally sure either, can you tell us, like, how mental health nursing goes into you being an ED recovery coach? Like, can you speak about that a little bit? Like, how they blend um, when you're helping your clients? Like, are you helping them with, I guess, like, what is your role? Are you, like, both a nurse and a coach? Like, what goes on with your private support because I guess really you can do anything with private support right so what does that look like 
Yeah, absolutely. So they they are separate roles. So when when I'm working as a coach, I am a coach, but obviously I can bring in my nursing experience. And then I also still work as a mental health nurse in another role. Um, but yeah, I, I think it helps in terms of the coaching. Obviously, I have experience working with with patients with eating disorders from a nurse perspective. So you know, if if I see any alarm bells, if I see any red flags, anything that I think is, you know, medically a danger, then I feel that I can pick that up quickly and help them um, find appropriate support for that. Um, and in my time working as a, a mental health nurse, I have worked into eating disorder hospitals as well. So, you know, I do have first-hand experience with um, not only going through an eating disorder myself but working alongside them in a in a medical setting um, so I, I kind of bring that to my coaching in terms of you know I already have experience working one-on-one -on -one with people like I say I can spot maybe signs and symptoms that maybe if you haven't got as much medical background you may not be able to pick on pick up on should I say um so yeah I, like I said there are two separate roles I'm not you know with my coaching clients I'm not necessarily a nurse with them but you know because of because of my job I can't help myself really you know <laughs> sometimes you know when I'm working with my clients and I go very kind of medical and I'm like oh oh that's the nurse in me I'm, that, that's the nurse in me coming out so I can't help myself sometimes but yeah I think it it helps yeah it, it helps in terms of people's people's safety more than anything yeah yeah and I imagine actually it just feels good for people to be like okay like someone's got my back and someone mm. knows how to spot things and see things yeah. and I guess when we talk about spotting things and seeing things I imagine it's so obviously I'm not like a medic or anything so it's a bit different for me but like if I see a client who I don't know is saying oh I get really dizzy when I um have a shower like after binging or whatever I'm like okay like you need to have these tests right mm -hmm. um so I guess it's kind of similar to that but on a different level for yeah. you so I get that yeah yeah um, okay, so I wonder, you mentioned like NHS and traditional support for EDs. Mm -hmm. And obviously we just want to name like, we don't hate the NHS. Oh no, <laughs> I still work for them. Oh yeah, no. Exactly. So yeah. when we talk about traditional coaching versus like a more, I don't know, this kind of different approach, we're not mm -hmm. saying like, oh, this is better than the NHS or anything like that. The NHS is great, right? Um, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. But I wonder, can you tell us like what traditional recovery maybe looks like in a more, mm. let's call it like tradi traditional approach? Like what yeah. does that look like? And what's been your experience like helping people in a more traditional role? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. I, I can't. The NHS is is a great is a great place, and and it yeah. and it saves many many lives. Um, but in terms of eating disorders and recovering from eating disorders, it's much more than just getting somebody to um, a healthy weight. And I think, unfortunately, due to many different reasons, you know, having capacity, having time, I think traditional 
um, treatment can focus on that and that only really um, and not really give people a lot of time and space to work on the mental side of things. Um, sometimes they may get them to a sufficient um, BMI and, and kind of send them on their way. Um, so I kind of look at, in terms of traditional treatment, I kind of look at that in terms of preserving life and you know there is definitely time and a place for that but you know when when I think about inpatient for example um it's mainly due to people's physical health um and and then you know you you have people that may not be um low in weight um because as we know eating disorders are mental illnesses um so you can be any weight but i feel like those people unfortunately maybe don't get the help that they deserve and need so that is one of the main reasons why i do my own thing um because i feel like i can um you know i, I can control that the the help and support that i give people more i can tailor it more as well Again, traditional treatment is very one size fits all sometimes. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the main reason why I kind of do my coaching because I feel like I can give more support to people that maybe they can't find from traditional support. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I kind of think of the traditional setting as like a first, yeah, uh, step. So like, it's almost like, you know, A, A to B is traditional treatment and then maybe B to C is like working more on like the mental stuff, but mm. also bringing in things like the practicalities of like eating. So, yeah. you know, three meals a day, three snacks. What does that look like? What tastes do you like? Um, how can you blend like nourishing yourself with also, I don't know, like, um eating for um quote unquote like health reasons I kind of think of that as like b to c also things like tuning into your body um building a good relationship to your body and exercise all that kind of stuff and then I kind of see b to c as more like intuitive um your kind of relationship to food is in a really good place and you're able to just be more like relaxed around food so I kind of see it as like a bit of a ladder thing yeah and it really is difficult because many people get stuck in the A to B thing because you know for loads of reasons like maybe they weren't able to access the A to B treatment or they weren't able to maybe go properly like through with it for whatever reason so many people get stuck in this A to B and feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to get better. Um, I keep going back or I keep getting stuck. And actually, I think that's where something like coaching or the sort of work that I do, I think that's where really big change can be made because um, it's really real life focused, right? And kind of working on the here and now yeah. while also working on like the roots of what's going on. So I do think that's why a, a more holistic approach like both of us are doing. I mm. think that is why it's become so popular. And with the safety that like you bring with, you know, having all this experience in traditional settings, I just think it's like a beautiful blend of, um, I just think it's like a lovely blend of like 
safety, knowing your role and what people need and just helping them move through. Like, I just think it's, I just think it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. I like that beautiful blend. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm keeping that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I wonder, obviously, well, I'm also trained as an ED recovery coach. So I wonder, I kind of blend that with my work as a therapist, a nutritionist. So it's kind of like a big, a big bulb, like a big blob of loads of like frameworks and loads of things that like I know and have learned. I wonder like what are some pillars maybe that you use in your work that guide you? So I don't know if you have pillars or anything, but like what what would they they be if you were going to work with someone new? How would you explain, I don't know, like your process or your approach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I always say that my approach is is a very practical approach. Um, I am all about actually putting putting planning and thinking and lists in into actions because I think we can get very stuck in the talking and planning phase. Um, so yeah, that's f- first and foremost. I you know I let my clients know that we w- we will be actioning things. Um, it's not just about talking about them. Um, and and that can look different for di- for different people. Um, but usually it's kind of a food first approach. So it's about implementing getting their eating to a a good level for them, and that is a very big part of what I do. Obviously, we know that it's there's more to recovery than just food, but it's a very big part of it. And I think it's a part that people tend to struggle with the most when they are um, stuck in recovery. Um, so we look at actively challenging foods, um, amounts. Um, we look at rationalizing um, their thoughts as well in terms of fear of weight gain, in terms of fear um, of, of some foods, food groups, where that's maybe come from. We talk a lot about diet culture and, you know, how that's maybe influenced their eating disorder or maybe not. Again, not everybody experiences that. And then also accountability. That's a big part of kind of one of my pillars. Um, Obviously, it is online, the the support I give. So there's obviously limitations towards that. But I, I like to think that I am can keep people accountable. And I don't mean that in like a, a strict way. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to scare people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some people need that. I think some people actually deep down want that. Um, so yeah, like checking in with them. I do uh, not not with not with everybody, it's optional, but like things like WhatsApp support and, and things like that. So I think it, it, my approach is very much I like to I like to think that I'm just like your buddy. Um, you know, I'm I'm not here to kind of criticize what you're doing or criticize the support you've had um, or maybe are still having. I'm just here to help you implement those changes that are keeping you stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, because ED recovery coaching, I mean, we know lots about it, but maybe some people have never really heard of it too much before. And I wonder, like, what eating disorders or, I mean, not everyone's diagnosed, right? Like, most people don't have a diagnosis. So we could just call it, I guess, disordered eating. What what behaviours and what presentations 
who like have you found people benefit most from recovery coaching um maybe there's not a definitive answer but like what are most of your clients maybe struggling with mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um I would say that most of my clients are struggling with eating in enough, really, and fear of weight gain. Um, like 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 you say, they don't necessarily have to be diagnosed. I've got people that aren't diagnosed, um, and they they are still struggling as much as people that are diagnosed. So you know, I don't want people thinking, "Oh, I have to be officially diagnosed to start recovery or to even think about recovery." No, absolutely, you you are still valid. But yeah, people. A lot of people tend to come to me when they have maybe tried some support in the past and it's got them so far, but it hasn't enabled them to. Um, you know, really progress with their recoveries, got them so far and then they they feel stuck. Um, I, I don't tend to get a lot of people right at the beginning of recovery when they've first been diagnosed because, you know, they're probably trying uh, more traditional methods first, kind of like what you said in terms of like A to B, they're still in that A to B stage. Um, and, and me and you, we probably pick people up later down the line, don't we, when they've tried other ways, they've tried other services, but yeah, the main the main thing that I work with people doing is building a better relationship with food, and that can be, um, you know, building up their food, so increasing it. But it can also be just, you know, working on their fears, um, working on restriction, and restriction can look different to different people it can be restricting the amount of food but it can also be restricting just types of foods mm-hmm. um so yeah like you say there's not really a definite answer but i would say most people come to me when they've tried something before and it's not really done the job yeah me too me too mm-hmm. um that's the case for me too and i wonder on that note like how does someone know it's the right time to go down a less traditional route i i would say that 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 there isn't there isn't an exact time preference really um and i'm sure i'm sure you know that as well but i would say it's the right time to work with a coach if like i say you've maybe tried other things before and they haven't fully worked for you or you're even maybe that isn't the case for you and I don't want people to think oh I can only have a coach if I've you know work had had some other help before no absolutely not but I think you need to have a certain level of curiosity about recovery you know if if you're at the stage where you don't want help wouldn't you know be able to work on things then it's it's not really going to work because like I say I'm not unfortunately I'm not there with you um in the flesh 24 7 um so it it there has to be a certain level of wanting it now I know that can kind of fluctuate in recovery some days we feel more motivated than others but as long as there's some some curiosity there then I think you're, you're ready to work with a coach and I always say to people you know if you're if you're even contacting me you know there must be something inside you because if you weren't bothered you wouldn't even be watching my videos really yeah yeah exactly and I think there also needs to be a feeling of uh what would I call it independence of like okay 
I think it needs to be because, you know, in more traditional treatment, the person is more taken, like, as an analogy, the person is more uh, put on a little boat mm. and they're kind of tra- traveling down it with someone else steering the way. And then they kind of stop off at different points. It's like, okay, today we're going to do this because we have a a big framework of what you need and this is how this is going to go whereas a more holistic approach like we offer is more like okay like we're like maybe you know you or I are at the front of this boat kind of steering it but the client is there with us right and we're like okay like it sounds like this is what's going on in my professional opinion, I think we should stop off here so you can get support with this. And then the client is really in the position to say, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Or like, oh, no, I don't want to do that because X, Y, Z. It's kind of more being a champion of your own recovery journey. Yeah. I think there has to also be a, a, a type of like independence and ability also because brains might not be online right yeah it has to be like an ability and to to know that you are going to be playing a more active role I think that's also key right yeah absolutely absolutely before I work with anybody I tend to have a conversation with them whether that be you know on the phone or via email and just to kind of just to kind of see see what mind frame they're in you know and sort of evaluate if if I think that would be a good fit and and we would be able to to work together um, because like you say um there has to be a certain level of um you know independence really um and if if there isn't if, i don't want to say it's there's no point absolutely not but kind of in a way you know it, it's it may not be the right time for you maybe you need something more um you know maybe intense um so yeah I love I love that analogy I love analogies myself I'm always using them <laughs> oh me too me too and often I sometimes I think about them later on in the day and I'm like oh god that was quite rubbish yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't even make sense but I do think that river one I just said was really good yeah, I like that, yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um so I wonder like I guess we've spoken about your approach and what that looks like. And ultimately, if we like zoom out, it's just about people knowing there's another option for support. And maybe if things haven't gone super well or they've not completely let go of behaviours or thoughts in the past, that thankfully there's another resource and there's another option. Because I often have people reach out who are like, you know, let's say I've had CBT, I've had, um, you know, maybe they've been an inpatient when they were younger. I've had private counsellors, but they weren't really ED specialists. Like I've just tried so much and I've done so much time and I've, I've went into all of this so many times, but nothing's ever worked, right? There yeah. can be just an air of, disappointment frustration Mm -hmm. and also why do I need to change at all right like maybe I can just live with this now 
And so that's kind of the, I guess, demographic that listens to this podcast a lot. Like, they're probably people who have been to a lot of support and nothing's really properly stuck. What would you say to those people? Do you have any words of wisdom for them? I, I would say there is hope. There is hope. And I I believe, and this is a very bold thing to say, but I do believe that recovery is possible for everybody. Oh, yeah, it, same. Some people don't, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not into this. People can never recover. Absolutely not. I thought that about myself once. So, you know, I'm I'm proof of it if somebody needs proof. So I, I would say to them, you know, please, please don't give up. Don't give up on yourself and don't suffer in silence as well. Reach out. If you, you know, if you hear, see anything that you resonate with, reach out to that person or, or whatever that is, because you, you, you aren't a hopeless case. Um, you know, I know people may have heard the phrase kind of like revolving door patients, you know, they're just constantly in and out, in and out. And, you know, if, if you try and do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. So it may be time to try something different. Just be curious about it. Um, But, but yeah, don't, don't suffer in silence. Know there is hope and, and reach out. Absolutely. Yeah. And also I think because we are, a bit less traditional I yeah. also think that recovery and support doesn't need to be what traditional places tell you it is yeah so this is really random and this might not make sense to someone but your recovery and healing your relationship to food and your body it doesn't even need to be like one-to-one support with a coach or a therapist or whatever yeah. it could even be um every Saturday you intentionally go out a walk and you reflect on your week and you like can be your own coach in a way and like make a plan for how the next week's gonna go and where the roots come from the problems you're having like it doesn't need to be super traditional right it could be anything that you want it to be and I guess the thing with having like a coach or someone who's a bit more non-traditional is our goal is to like help you build the skills so that you can do these things on your own and make recovery how you want it to be rather than I have a weekly appointment for the rest of my life and that's how it's always going to be like I think it's more about breaking out of this mold that's been set for Mm. um yeah these molds that have been set based on well let's be honest strict criteria for something that has always been really misunderstood and something that's really just like a reflection of our world and someone's life rather than like a big scary monster illness if that makes sense yeah 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 I love that absolutely and and the thing the thing about the work we do because we aren't bound to a certain you know, strict framework that maybe you have to work in if you work under, you know, a service, we can navigate that support. We can change directions. If something's not working, we can try something else. And not every approach has to be the same with each person. And that's that's kind of why I love what I do, because I feel, you know, there's I, I can just do what's most beneficial for them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of creativity involved in our job right 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really funny because I've never thought I was creative before, but some of the things I come out with, I'm like, oh, that, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I should have mentioned it at the beginning, really, in terms of my little, my little intro, but I, I trained as an actor before I became a nurse. My my undergraduate degree is in acting. Um, so I feel like there's probably some creative flair in me somewhere um, because of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wonder, do you have a, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, like this person sounds amazing or this is what I need. What is something that they could do next? if they want to make an action today or whenever, what would you recommend to them if this sort of approach sounds good? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say head over to my TikTok page. I tend to get most of my audience from there because I can I can do far more videos. And I think um, a lot of people appreciate videos a lot more. It's, it's something visual they can see, they can hear me. Um, so it's just LV Recovery. Um, and I also have Instagram, um, at LV recovery. So I have links in both of my bios, um, for those. And you can, look, you can, you can send me a DM. You can go through the link, which takes you to my website and you can have a look at that and then send me a message from there. But yeah, just, just send me a DM. I mean, I'm very casual. I'm not, you know, it doesn't have to be this, oh, you fill out a form and blah, blah, blah. Like mm -hmm. just, just, you know, anything, even a comment on one of my videos, you know, absolutely. Um, but do, do reach out to me. I, I like to think I'm very approachable. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an easygoing person. So yeah, ne the next step, if, if somebody was interested, I would say just head over to my social medias and drop me a message. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. And I'll put your links in the show notes as well so people can find yeah. you easily. Yeah. I like to end guest episodes by just um, asking, like, what do you want someone to take away from today? And yeah, like, what are your final words that you want to share? Mm, absolutely. I would say that in terms of in terms of what I want for people with eating disorders, I want them to have freedom. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how would you describe recovery from an eating disorder? And I always say freedom. And I mean that in every way, mentally, physically, emotionally, I want people to have freedom back in their lives. So I I, I always mention this whenever I can. So I just want people to, to take away that they... They can, if, if they are, aren't feeling free at the minute, if they are feeling controlled, if they are feeling, you know, just trapped, then know that you can be free. There is freedom out there. It's just gonna, it's just gonna take a little bit of work, but that's okay. It's work that is worth doing. Mm, yeah. Well, I love that. Thanks mm -hmm. for coming on the podcast. I think this has been a really insightful and really just lovely and I can really feel the passion and warmth coming from you and your work. So thank you for sharing a bit about it and for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I know I was speaking to you beforehand saying that I, you know, I've, I've been aware of your podcast and I just like how, how easy it is, just how relaxed and easy and, and, 
you know, informative it is. You know, you, you get a lot of information on this podcast, but in an easy, relaxed way. So, you know, I'm I'm very, I'm very honored to be on it. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Well, thanks for coming on. And everyone else, I'll chat to you next week for another episode. Bye bye.